World episode 15, Nerd Day Afternoon. I'm Brendan. I'm Spindles. And I'm Adie. And uh, today we are being joined by Damien Gerard. Hello. From the, the distant shores of Brighton. Yes, from Brighton. <laughs> All the way from Brighton. All the way up to lovely sunny Oxford. It is. Which is amazing today. It's it? lovely in your kitchen here today, dude. Yes, we're, 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 we're out of the studio today and, and we're in Wonky Towers itself in, in, in my, my, my dining room. <laughs> Because we had a large party last night, which I'm massively hung over, and I blame Adi entirely. <laughs> it was the Oak Rum that did it. Wow. So, hangovers aside, how have we all been doing? Good, yes. Tired, busy. Hot. Hot, yes. <laughs> it has been unseasonably hot. Regibly hot. I'll do the general British thing of whinging about the weather, it's too feckin' hot. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, since we moved here in like September, it rained. It rained from September until about three weeks ago. <laughs> and now it's sunny and I'm complaining because my garden's gone mental. I can't be arsed doing it. Uh, yeah, it, it's just not good. Let's get Meg to do it. Get what, sorry? Meg, Meg to, do to do it. it. Megan, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, send her out. Surely that's a you had children in the first place. Yeah. It's, it's, send it's, them to work. Bring me coffee, do my garden. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's nail clippers. What? <laughs> Just send her out with nail clippers. Yeah. <laughs> Do the weeds with nail clippers, damn you. That's what we did in our day. Yeah. <laughs> now there's luxury electrical wizardry. <laughs> and then walk around and video it while she does it as well, just for proof. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. Yes, so yeah, it was fun. And also we, we finally got the Makey Makey out oh, yesterday. Dude. Uh, we, we've been we've been threatening to do that for ages. We didn't film it, but we will do that at some point. But yeah. we had the uh, the inaugural egg cup Pac-Man contest yeah. and uh, uh, ravioli breakout. And ravioli breakout. Yes. So for, for for those of you who who don't know what a makey makey is, we'll we'll post the links in the show. There are some pictures that I took yesterday of people playing egg cup uh, egg cup Pac-Man, um, which it it was fun. <laughs> it really it was fun to play with. Took a while to get it set up though on the on the computer. Just do Windows not playing well with stuff as always. Of course, some people couldn't play because they just didn't conduct lectures. <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's all right, Damien. That's so yes, rough. yes. It wouldn't work for me. I do not conduct electricity. For some reason, you don't, and it's berserk. It's berserk. I have no idea why. Because everybody else is like, "Yeah, oh, you're just doing it wrong." No, no. Look, touching the thing, not working. <laughs> So no egg cup ravioli for you. No. no. I did suggest we use a car battery and a couple of jumpers to boost his you know, output. But I, I preferred my my suggestion <laughs> of the, the, the Johnny tinfoil hands. Yeah. Just cover his entire hand. I would prefer the tinfoil hands to the car, car battery. Yeah. So yes, that was fun last night. Uh, last week went to the. London Film and Comic Con, which was awesome, and saw lots of people from a great distance. Well, all the DS9 cast, it was the first time. Megan got massively starstruck when she saw the DS9 cast, because we've been watching the whole of DS9 recently, oh. like, kind of up, up to season three now, so the plot's about to kick in. Yeah. She, she, she's been getting bored. She's actually been sat there with a laptop going, I'm bored now, and there's nothing <laughs> happening, because she, she's used to programs that have ongoing plots. 
uh, and, and we're at the point where DS9 is about to introduce yeah. the ongoing plot because they watched BAP5 and went, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Let's have an ongoing plot. Uh, but yeah, she saw, like, uh, it was, who was there? It was Avery Brooks, uh, Nana Visitor, um, René Aubergenois, and uh, Alexander Siddig, and Armin Shimmerman, and I can't remember the guy who plays Rom, he was there as well. So they were all there, and she was just utterly starstruck going, Cisco, <laughs> look at Cisco. <laughs> and yeah, who else was there? Oh, Peter Dinklage was there. Didn't see him because he was like walled off somewhere really? doing photo shoots. Yeah, because there, there was like uh, kind of two massive rows of people doing signings, and they were like back to back. Uh, and then there were like several kind of photo booth things, and then there was like the the, the premium photo booth that had Peter Dinklage, um, Norman Reedus, and uh, the Hoff, with the three people <laughs> who were walled off from the general public. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, indeed. <laughs> He's used to being walled off, really, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Did he start singing to bring the wall down? I am. I am. No, but yeah, I didn't see any of them. So. Uh, uh, but it's got to be weird because <clears throat> I mean there were other Game of Thrones people there, like Jason Momoa was there, yeah. and Lena Headey was there. <clears throat> Hodor was there as well. Hodor was there, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, uh, who else? Oh, I can't remember. There were, there were a couple of other Game of Thrones people, but they were all just in the normal kind of thing, and then Peter Dinklage was walled off. So it's like, yeah, you must have felt a bit bad. <laughs> What's he doing walled off over there? Similarly with Norman Reedus, because Sarah Wayne Callies was there as well. They should wall her off. Well, I mean, arguably, she's the bigger character in Walking Dead until recently, of course. But she's just the most annoying character in that show. <laughs> <laughs> one of them. The other one is, of course, Carl, who's the ah uh, oh, the kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He irritates the bejesus out of me. He really does. I have to agree with you on that. <laughs> Actually, I found <laughs> Sophia more irritating when she wasn't around because the whole of season two is like, "Where's Sophia? Where's Sophia?" A whole yeah. season. Oh, for God's sakes, give up. Please. Spoiler alert, she's dead and she's in the barn. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Just saving you the time. <laughs> Speaking of Walking Dead. Oh, there's, season. <laughs> there's a, they've released a new expansion for the Walking Dead game. 400 days. Yeah, 400. I, I, I've downloaded it. I've yet to play it because I had to go back and play the end of my other game to run into it because I, I start, went to try and play the episode. Uh, and it said, oh, you've not finished the previous game, so we'll just make up the choices for us. I was like, no, I'm not having that again. <laughs> not again. So I have to go back and play the end of the game again. Uh, and then, yeah, it runs in. So it be interesting. It's apparently the bridge between this and season two of the game. Uh, it's five different people's stories, apparently. So it's now, now available on Steam for downloading, so... Yeah, the Steam sales kicked off, hasn't it? The Steam, yeah. Oh, it? oh yes. When did that kick off? Uh, it was like Thursday, I think, yeah. oh, and it's on right. for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, so I, I went and bought stuff on there. As well. <laughs> I think I bought the Left 4 Dead pack of Left 4 Dead 1 and, and 2 for like five quid. <laughs> the uh, Brave New World expansion for Civ 5 is released and straightened for sale as well. So. Oh, is it? Is it any good? I haven't played it yet. Literally just bought it. All right. And there was another space sim one that I downloaded because I like space sims. Have you guys played Artemis? No. No. Or heard of Artemis? I haven't heard of it, I'm afraid. It's it's a, it's a, a cooperative space sim game. And like whenever I go around to D&D on a Sunday, we get to a mate's house and he's already playing it with whoever else is there. Mm. But essentially, you all log on to the same game. So you have different computers in the same room. Yeah. Over a network. And um, 
you can only see one screen. So one person's the captain, who has one screen he can see on his computer. Another person's the helmsman, and you have a weapons operator and all that. And you have the captain has to give everyone commands based on what he sees, and they have to do it react on their screen it. and react. So it's it's collaborative. It's basically a Star Trek simulator. Wow! And you have your stations. Yeah. Yes. that's awesome. It does sound pretty cool. <coughs> only LAN or I, I don't know. How, it's, well, it's not a LAN. It's it's online. I think you just oh, yeah, right, yeah, okay. you, you have like servers that you go to, and you just all join oh, the same cool. server, and you play it through that. I, I think that's how it works. Oh. I guess that's how it works. But sounds intriguing, but I, I, as with most of these kind of online multiplayer co-ops, I, I, I tend to get annoyed with other people. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm the kind of person that goes on to MMORPGs and wanders around on my own because yeah. I yeah. hate playing with other people. Yeah, so. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it defeats the entire purpose, but that's yeah. the way I do things. GOG had a uh, sale on last week, mm. and uh, all of the SSI... Um, AD&D games so there was Baldur's Gate Icewind Dale all of that Planescape Torment everything and you could get all of them for I think it's nine quid yeah. a whole lot can right. I have a look at no, the card sale cool. and there were tons of things on there it would be rude not to really so yeah, yeah. Uh, th- there was another there was a Humble Bundle sale recently as well and I got Alan Wake on there which I've been meaning to play forever yeah. so Alan Wake for the PC for like a fiver which is a, it's an awesome game. Really enjoying it. Yeah, I've played it. It's um, odd. Well, yeah, because I, I, I remember it coming out when the, the PS3 first came out, because that was one of the kind of the launch titles for PS3, because I remember seeing the trailer for it back when I was working at Blockbusters, because I, I used to do uh, trailers for the company, so I'd cut together games trailers and, and put music together and send it out for the whole company and used to do a games update on a Friday. Mm. I used to go around all the stores and I re- remember that coming out and going, this looks fucking epic, why isn't it on a PC? Because I'm not going to buy a PlayStation 3. <laughs> Shame, but yeah. So yes, yeah, lots of game sales at the moment. Mm. Steam, GOG and Humble Bundle. So yeah, check them out. going to have to build myself a games machine. <laughs> PC. I don't have a PC. No. I've got his Android, so I, I, I don't, so I can have a look and play these mm. amazing new games. <laughs> or old games. Oh, right, yeah, the, the old ones are the better ones. Well, oh, they're, they're, been... they're all be new for me. It's <laughs> been a fortune building PC to play Bell's Gale. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, like not Tetris spend a fortune on my wonderful liquid cold machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, would, it would be more likely to go around a couple of skips and bolt together a monstrosity. <laughs> the Franken machine. Yes. Which is what my previous machine was. Anyway. Well, that's what I used to do. I used to go like Four that, parts so. of a different machines all bolted together and. Yeah, it had so many bolt-on. <laughs> it was an extra hard drive with lots of extra bolt-on chips in it. <laughs> I think one of them was a decommissioned military chip. <laughs> All right, for, for boosted RAM. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have contacts in weird places. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, uh, when we when we got back, the, the London Film and Comic Con. Mm. Um, is it the the costume of the year appeared to be either Harley Quinn or uh, Poison Ivy? Mm. There were at least twenty of each of those wandering really? around. That seemed to be the cosplay yes. of the year. Although I think one of one of my favourites uh, was the guy wandering around as Master Chief with uh, a big white hat and a wooden spoon and an apron. Awesome, Master Chef. It was brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely inspired. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, Tabitha Lyons from Artifacts. Uh, the prop making company for mm. LARP went as Daenerys Stormborn 
Oh, okay. I think I saw she, she had a dragon on her shoulder. Wow, it's huge. Yeah. Cool. Yes, I think I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I think she got her photo taken with Jason Momoa uh, as well. With the dragon. Because she was doing a talk. There was a, there was a panel. There was a cosplay, cosplay panel, yeah. yes, which yeah. we caught the very end of. Yeah, because yeah, it took us a while to get up to that end because that was like right at the far end of the, the hall. Which, if any of you have ever been to Earl's Court 2, is just basically a massive hangar. <laughs> and on the Saturday, it was rammed really? yeah. honestly rammed the, the queue was going from Earl's Court 2 right down to Earl's Court tube station and that was people who didn't have tickets Jeez. <laughs> and then there was a queue around the other side of the building of the people who did <laughs> so it was yeah it was it was absolutely jam-packed with people uh, yeah it was it, it was all right but it I don't know I don't think I'd do it again because it it seems very much like one of those things that's just there to take your money from you as mm. opposed to be yeah. interested in what's going on because you couldn't get near any of the celebrities without paying a fee yeah and that included the talks the talks were like 20 quid to get into a 45 minute game of thrones panel and um, i was just like mm, yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't great i mean no. I, I did the, 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 the couple of things that i went there for specifically was to get the new robert rankin book which we did saw yeah. robert rankin again lovely lovely man uh and so yeah we got the, the new house on mars book uh and then saw kind of we saw all the people but didn't go anywhere near them for for, for autographs and stuff because it was at least 15 20 quid to go and get an yeah. autograph so it felt very much just like a kind of um, production, your money, a production yeah. line of signings because they were just pictures. They were like each of the signing queues or whatever had pictures everywhere saying uh, no photos, no personalizations, blah blah blah. So even all the major signings that you pay thirty five quid to go into, there was no personalization on it. So it was literally just a photo with their signature. That kind of sucks. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah that does suck. That's that, really, it, there's no personalization to it. Like you said, it, that sounds. Awful, yeah, and I would regret paying that. Indeed, you know, I would go as well. Yeah. There's, there's one I did earlier. No, I mean, it explains why it's so cheap to get in. I mean, it's only six quid for a ticket to get into the event, but then yeah. everything else you have to pay through the nose yeah. for. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I doubt I'll do it again. Right. Um, I think I, I will stick with the sci-fi weekender because that's a bit more up close and personal. Mm. Yeah, and it's you actually get value as well. Time it's to talk to people, and things like that as well. It's yeah, the, the whole package. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was interesting to see people, but not something I think I'll repeat. I know. I think I'd I'd like to do it at least once. I think. Yeah, so it, it's worth it doing once. at least once just to have the experience of it. But for for me, I don't think I'll. It's what I'll repeat just because right. it, it was so packed, and uh, it yeah, it was literally shoulder to shoulder people all the way down the kind of shopping pits, and oh. you just couldn't see anything. Yeah, I, I wouldn't feel happy or comfortable in that sort of environment anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of all the MMOs that have moved to the in-game purchases model, basically. The microtransactions. Yeah, yeah yes. indeed. It's free to play, but if you want to finish the game, you, you have, have to, to buy lots of yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Mm. So yeah, that was that. Um, but one that's coming up that I am looking forward to is Doctor Who 50th. I'm just so insanely jealous that you got tickets for that. Yay! We got VIP tickets and everything. So yeah. Before the server crashed and yeah, because, all went to hell. <laughs> because I've pre-registered for it. Yeah. Uh, so we got uh, we got a two-hour uh, window yeah. before they went on general sale. Awesome. Right. 
Um, and so yeah, I got it like nine o'clock on on the Monday morning in there. Right, gave me tickets, and yeah, managed to get the VIP tickets for the Sunday. So that's going to be awesome. Really looking forward to that. The only the only thing I'm a bit gutted about is that uh, Tom Baker's only there on the Saturday. And we go on the Sunday, uh, so Tom Baker won't be there on the Sunday. But Matt Smith will, and um, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy are definitely there amongst sweet. other people. Yeah, so that's uh, really looking forward to that. Gonna be a great day. I found that Jonathan Green, who was previously on the podcast, uh, he's there on the Sunday as well. So meeting with him for beers. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it's gonna be good fun. Good deal. BBC Doctor Who proms last night as well. Yeah, my, uh, oh, my, right, my yeah. parents told me about that. I, I didn't know about it at all. And oh, okay. <laughs> There'd been a rumour going around that they were going to announce <coughs> the new Doctor live on the proms. And did they? No, no, they just wanted more people to yeah, watch. Yeah. <laughs> to boost their, <laughs> to their increase the viewership. Viewership, yes. Matt Smith was there. He did turn up with Clara. There's a cool little skit they do, a little two and a half minute bit. Cool. So get the video for that and stick it in the in the show notes. So Matt Smith didn't get up and play anything. Well, he played piano for a bit and cool. a bit of conducting. That's yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> yeah, did you see when he turned up at Glastonbury a couple of years ago, Orbital were playing, and Matt Smith oh, came out and did the Doctor Who theme with Orbital on stage. That's that was cool. epic. That's right. <laughs> that was uh, that was brilliant. Uh, yeah, that, was, that was just after he'd become the Doctor, I think it was, and yeah, just on stage doing that, it was just amazing. So uh, yeah, genius. Because I love Orbital. And, yeah, me too. Yeah. They're kind of the, the mainstay of Glastonbury. They have to yes. be there. <laughs> Did anybody watch any of the Glastonbury stuff this year? No. no it doesn't interest me. It doesn't interest me either. No, no not anymore. Any of it. It's just not what it should be. <laughs> no. Any festivals interesting anyone this year? To be fair, no. I, there, there's the sort of download and... Yeah, I, I the download. download. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I know it's big. Yeah. But, uh, it's Bloodstock, which Bloodstock. I could have got VIP yes. tickets for for free, but unfortunately well, it's one of the my bands, good lady's birthday, so that's not happening. One of the bands we've had on the show is playing at Bloodstock. Okay. Yeah, Awake by Design. Yeah, right, cool. They were on episode three or four. They're yeah. playing at Bloodstock. Cool. Awesome. Good luck, guys. Nothing mm. dead. Is that, is that that's a weekend one, isn't it? Is it yeah? Is, yeah. That, is it a camping one or is it a holiday camp type? It's camping. Camping. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I know the, 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 uh, it seems to be the way it's gone forward now with kind of the the holiday camp things that they do in the off season. They do kind of either big music festivals mm. or sci-fi conventions. Yeah, seems yeah, to be yeah. the thing to do in in holiday camps in off off seasons now. It makes sense. It's an awesome idea. Yeah. I mean, I love it. It's because you know you get to stay in kind of proper accommodation. Well, uh, uh, Pontins. That's <laughs> what I said. Wasn't reasonable. particularly reasonable. For Staten Grad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't good. <laughs> but to be fair, our accommodation was pretty okay, even then. By yeah. Standards. Ours, ours was yeah. Not great. <laughs> oh, I've got a bad experience. So I did um, the first year of Euro Gen Con, which was whenever it was, you know, when they brought Gen Con over from the US. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was sharing a room down at Canvas Sands with somebody, and I bought about 300 quid's worth of role-playing stuff while I was there. Came back to my room on the last day to find that the guy who was in my room had just screwed it, taken all my stuff and buggered off with it. Dear God. Yeah, that's so I lost it all. So that's the one only time that I've done Euro Gen Con. So who was the guy? Call him out. Oh, I have no idea who it was. <laughs> That's a real dick thing to do. To yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry, dude. That sucks. Yeah. Never mind. And the last one on cons is the um, San Diego. Yeah. 
my mm. favourite time of year. One of these years I will get across to San Diego and mm. go to the car. I have family over there who have said I can stay with them. But even with flights and stuff, yeah. it's really pricey. Yeah, silly money. But most stuff gets up on YouTube more or less straight away. Mm. And like Nerd HQ, which is um, Zachary Levi from Chuck. Yeah. I love watching their little casts because they stream it on the Nerd Machine. And they've had Kevin Smith on there the last couple of years. Uh, Nathan Fillion mm. always either does a panel or turns up or phones somebody else who's doing a panel. Um, Felicia Day's done a couple of panels. The Robot Chicken guys have done panels there before. <laughs> so it's like, it's awesome to watch. And it's all for charity. It's like um, Operation Smile, mm. which mm. helps people with kids with cleft palates to get reconstructive surgery so they can just smile. Such a beautifully simple charity and such a simple idea, but yeah, all the ticket ticket entrance fees goes to that charity. Wow, cool. Um, but yeah, so follow the Facebook and the Twitter for No Versus World next, well, this weekend, because um, I'll be posting links to all the videos as and when they are released. Cool. Because my, I love just sitting back and just vicariously being there through the power of the internet. <laughs> yeah. mm. What what is the coming up this year? Well, there's going to be some Marvel announcements. I imagine they're going to be confirming all three of the mystery movies for mm-hmm. this phase. I mean, we're already pretty sure that Doctor Strange yeah, is Doctor definitely Strange, going to yeah. be one of them. Um, but they're saying Black Panther as well. Really? Yeah. Oh, I hadn't heard that. I've heard rumours of Black. One. Yeah, I've heard rumours of Black Panther, but it was it was more of a it was a definite rumour uh, the last I heard. But uh... I'm sure that'll be there. Um, I just want to see what TV panels they have. Mm. <coughs> usually, they'd, usually there'd be a fringe panel. Yes, yeah. no, no fringe no panel fringe this year. Panel. Uh, and of course, last year was the 10th anniversary of Firefly, so they had loads of Firefly panels and just yeah. reading panels. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we'll see from those guys this time around. There'll be a castle panel, because there usually is. Mm. Yeah. There's a Sons of Anarchy panel. Um, they've released a trailer for season six of Sons of Anarchy, they have, yes. just called Brawl. And it's just the characters in a big sort of montage fight, which looks pretty intense. Season six is just going to be a massive fight. Yes, it does sound like it. Um, to be honest, I'm getting a little bit bored of that show. Really? Yeah. They, they just need to, like... I don't know when I was just sat them all down and just said, look, guys, just talk to each other. If you talked to each other, there'd be none of this drama. And <laughs> it's America! <laughs> I know that makes no sense from an entertainment point of view, but at some point, drama for the sake of drama isn't entertaining to watch. And so, so but surely that could be applied to it, like Star Wars. Why don't you rebels and, and you empire sit, sit down, down, have a cup of tea, have a chat, <laughs> you'll work it all out. Yeah. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Alright. Hello. Shall I uh, pop in and get me a chair before I forget? Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to knock just in case you're actually recording. We are. We are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. That was my neighbour. <laughs> so, thanks, Bushy. You know what I mean, though. Yes. I mean, a lot of the drama in Sons of Anarchy seems to be sort of. Just for the sake of it. Yeah. Self prophesizing and yeah. circular <laughs> and going round and round and round. Yeah. It just gets annoying. Yeah, sorry. Summer season five just was difficult to watch at the best of times. But. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how long it goes on for because, yeah, I think you're right, it's getting to the point where it's pretty much yeah. run its course yeah. now. Six seasons is more than most shows get. Indeed, so. yeah. yeah. Especially shows of its because it's, it's, it's in the kind of 
hour long 12 episode mm. fraternity as opposed to the because it, it seems that the, the 22 episode 40 minute shows go on for like 10 seasons mm. but the, uh, the kind of hour long shows tend to be 5 or 6 that's pretty true it's, it's weird, but it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I was processing that as you were saying it. It's yeah, like, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty true. So, I'm not really sure what to expect from San Diego Comic Con this year. Yeah, it should be interesting either way. I'm sure uh, Geek and Sundry will have a couple of yeah. shows. I, 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 there as well. I find so. it a bit bizarre that shows like Sons of Anarchy are at Comic Con. Because mm. it doesn't mm. seem like the kind of show that should be there. Walking Dead, I understand. Mm. Fringe, stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't get shows like Sons of Anarchy being there because last year when they had the panel, yeah, last year when they had the panel, I was a bit like, what? Why? Why why are Sons of Anarchy there? That's the thing. I think a lot of the TV networks are now using this as a A launching, a bit of launch pad for their full shows, Mm. which you know, it's it's given the the convention much more of a mainstream appeal, I suppose, but kind of defeats the original purpose of the convention, Mm. which is to Mm. appeal to subculture, Um, but. It's just how things seem to be moving. It all right. comes back to this geek stuff being more mainstream yeah. now. Mm. We've talked about before. Yeah, it, it, do, it was something that um, I saw from the um, the London uh, thing of some of the cosplay stuff that was coming through. It's it's film and comic con, but there was people dressing up as game characters to go to it. There were and a it lot of game of, characters. It was, yeah, there was, and it was just kind of Borderlands and stuff not, like that. It's not quite what it is. It's it's film and comic con, and it just there's something in my head. It's going like you're going as a character from a game. It's not a games. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that should be at E3. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, that's what you mean. But uh, that that's just the way I think. That's no, the way I, I, my my brain. Because the, there's a certain amount of crossover between yeah, games there and is. comics. There, there, yes, there was. Is. So I think that's pre- I think that's pretty okay. So there was a, a games presence there because there was like a, right at the back of there was like a games bus and mm. there was consoles and stuff out there. So that, there there was a games presence there. But yeah, I I, I, I yes. see what you say. It, 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 it's not me being. Well, it's just the way my brain works and yeah. it wired up. It just seems it's like. Well, I can understand it, like you said, if it was E three or something like that, then loads of people dressed as game characters is absolutely <coughs> awesome, and I think it's great that people do it. Uh, it's certainly something that uh, if I had more money, I'd want to do <laughs> myself. Yeah. But every time I see like the Sneaky Zebra post one of their Comic Con videos, I want to go into Star cosplaying immediately. Yeah, because it looks so much fun. Um, there's a few going around, a few really good videos because Sneaky Zebra have just been signed to the Nerdist. Mm. and they're part of the Nerdist channel um, cool. but they did their video and they've got Lena Headey in it and they've got Jason Momoa in it and Danny Glover Danny cool. Glover closes out their video which is pretty sweet but a lot of the Cracking Knights are in there as well I know that Steph's in there definitely one to watch cool back on cons then <laughs> yeah I think so awesome I think yeah yeah done <laughs> all, all conned out and I'm spent <laughs> anything else interesting in in Nerds news or anything people spotted recently? Vin Diesel allegedly is up for a role in one of the new Marvel films. Apparently so. Yeah, he's been he's been in in talks for something. Yeah, and no one says what though. Yeah, so maybe get something like that at San Diego. I imagine Con. probably will. There'll be there'll be a lot of announcements at San Diego. <coughs> yeah. Well, on, on the Marvel ones, um, what was it? So you said Black Panther. Yeah. And yeah, sorry, Doctor Strange. That's where I was going to because from from what I gather. They're planning on turning Doctor Strange into the linchpin character. 
for phase three. phase three. So he'll be taking over the kind of Iron Man role of tying all the films together, apparently. Oh, so right. I think, yeah, because <clears throat> the Iron Man trilogy is now complete. Yes. And Diana Jr. will be returning to the role, but only in the Avengers films, I think. Yeah, so I, we, we don't think there's going to be any more independent Iron, Iron Man films. films. Which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, I absolutely. You know, quit while you're ahead, most definitely. Yeah. And, you know, take us take us lesson to other studios. You know, write a story for a character and finish that story. Mm. If it takes yeah. three films, take three films, but don't keep padding it out for four or five to flog the horse, you know. Mm. Tell the character story, and they've done that well with Iron Man. Yeah, I, th I think they did. I say, Iron Man 3, I think, was an excellent, yeah. excellent film. Very, very well put together. What else have we got coming up recently? Uh, Pacific Rim is out now, which I really, yes. really want to see. Really badly yeah. want to see. I mean, the movie Bob raved about it, and mm. I trust that guy. He's the only reviewer that I actually listen to. Don't listen to Mark Kermode. Don't always trust his opinion. But Bob Chipman, I think. I still won't see Fast and Furious 6. <laughs> no. <laughs> but if he says it's good, I'll trust it in this. I'll just trust him on it. <laughs> but then I have to prove it to Having myself. seen the 10 minute preview, I feel I've had to watch it twice. <laughs> but yeah, he really enjoyed it. Um, I know a few people have been pretty disappointed by it. Mm. But I don't know how you can possibly go wrong with giant monsters and giant mechs. It seems to be. And Ron yeah, yeah. And Charlie Hunnam. And the voice of GLaDOS. Is it? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. the second trailer has even more. Because when we went to see The Hobbit and we were watching, and that came on as the trailer, we were like, who's GLaDOS? That's, that's so awesome. Because yeah, you, you, uh, you were in front of us and you turned yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, and then the second trailer has even more. And yeah, it, it's, it's GLaDOS who <laughs> does the voice of the operating system. It's brilliant. <laughs> has to be seen. Yeah, um, a trip is definitely in order this week, I reckon. Yes, yeah. Especially now, now I have my Cineworld Unlimited card. <laughs> yeah. I'll go all the time. <laughs> yeah, it makes it worth it. We said that last time, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. most definitely worth it. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, Del on subject of Del Toro, apparently he's got a new TV show coming up as well. A vampire TV show that he's oh. doing. Okay. Hmm. You've heard anything okay. about that? I've no, 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 um, Dracula 2000. I think it's. I yes. Think it's, yeah. That, that's exactly my point. If, is it going to be spin off from the traditional or is it going to be. It's tr as far as I'm aware, it's traditional. Mm. Um, I'm period or modern day? Period, I think. Yeah, that'd be quite gonna, cool. I'm not that's sure how they're going to spin it out, though. Based on The Strain, which is uh, his novel. Mm. So, yeah, the, the oh, TV, right. TV this version. This is the Del Toro one. The Strain, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they've, they've put uh, him in it. Which obviously doesn't help on the podcast, but uh, yeah. he's the the guy who played the he's the, the French guy from Sherlock Holmes that they end up having huge fights with all the way through it, mm. and he's apparently in it because I've got the audio book of that that Ron Perlman read, <laughs> which is interesting. 
Cohen and Del Toro, they're good friends. Yes. Hmm. I've got a funny feeling I read something about that. There's a there was a TV show that I read about with that. <coughs> and there, there is, is the strain. Is that the one that um, it's the the original family and they've pledged like this ongoing thing through the centuries? Uh, I don't know. From what I remember about it, it's some kind of it's a virus and it's people trying okay, to stop then the it's virus. Not, no. Then there's a, there's another TV show out there. I cannot remember for the life of me at the moment what the the name of it was, but apparently it's the descendants of Dracula's family's Dracula's family down through the generation, kind of like a vampire version of Grimm. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's how the you know as the generations have gone on, it's it's the descendants and how they've kept family secret and kept the name of Dracula going. It, it's uh, we'll have to try and find the. Uh, thing for that and bring it up next time. A film of a similar ilk that you have to watch if you haven't is The Last Lovecraft. Did you watch that round here? I, can't, I don't think I, don't I, I think we talked about it but I didn't get around it, to watch it, it, it It's brilliant. It's, it's a kind of low budget weird stoner horror movie <laughs> where it's the last descendant of Lovecraft who's a, a stoner guy and then he ends up having to fight the basically deep ones. It's, it, it's absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, yeah, you have to watch The Last Lovecraft if you haven't. It's hilarious. Is it one of these films that's so bad it's good? <coughs> yes. Because okay. there seems to be a lot of those at the moment. So. Yeah, it does, yes. Yes, we were talking about all of them, like yeah. the piranhas and shark. Sharknado. Yeah. Oh. Are you familiar with like, Charles Stross? Yes, writer? yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were so. talking about him on the last show. Oh, OK, cool. Yeah, yeah Altered State. Because we were talking right, about that, yeah. which is the, uh, the, the robbery in an MMORPG. Yes. Because his first three were the Laundry series, which are all very Cthulhu, mm. basically, which are quite good. Set in an MI5 agency, um, a low-level programmer, who is uh, a Cthulhu investigator. <laughs> but he uses tech to cast yeah. all of his spells and awesome. so on. It's brilliant. Kind of sounds like Split Second, vaguely. <laughs> yeah. That was an awesome film. Yeah, again, we were talking about that yesterday. Yes. <laughs> Yes, split second. Fun. Bigger guns. Bigger more big of guns. guns. <laughs> <laughs> You've not seen Split Second? No. It's oh, a classic, so you have to watch it. It's like 90s, uh, kind of sci- futuristic cyberpunk Rocker. horror. It, Rocker. 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 Yeah. <laughs> With guns. Says it all. And, yeah. and Pete yeah. Postlewaite. Yeah. Oh, Pete Postlewaite's yes. in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, the, the chief of police. <clears throat> He's kind of the antagonist to uh, Rocker House character. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very, very cheesy, but brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And it's also... Um, oh, God, what's her name? Was in Mannequin and Star Trek. Yes. Oh, um, Kim Cattrall. Kim yeah. Cattrall, yeah. yes. Yeah, she's in it as well. Yeah. Cool. Very, very fun film. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> three people just visualising scenes from the film. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it doesn't make for great listening, but... <laughs> awesome <laughs> sweet anyways I think probably time for a break I guess. it is yeah coffee time and yes coffee time and, and music time so cool. yes this week's uh, track comes from uh, one of my friends band Sound Assembly an electro swing band from up north um, tracks called Man or Machine which we'll uh, stick the links to the awesome yet slightly disturbing video on YouTube it's a very weird seeing one of your friends being turned into a weird animated half human half machine yeah it, it's odd but yeah I'll, I'll put the link to the podcast but it's great so uh, yeah check it out 
See you on the other side. Calls from witnesses flooded into the police station after people reported seeing this ball of light. Another strange sighting has a lot of people talking in Arizona. It's not the first time mysterious lights have been spotted hovering the night sky there, but... Unidentified flying objects. They are officially there. Bright objects, some sharp points of light moving quickly across the sky. Well, they're lights, they're in the sky, and so far nobody really knows what they all are.
second half of the show. Hello. <laughs> yes, Hello. that was that that was the marvelous sound assembly there. So yeah, again, all, all the links will be in in the show notes for you to uh, go and listen, watch and enjoy. Mm. Yes. All capping up and ready for part 2, in which we're going to talk about you, sir. Hurrah. <laughs> Because for those of you who don't know, uh, Damien, you hopefully will in the next year because yeah. he is made of awesome and he's being in everything in the world Thank ever. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, yes, what, what, what are you currently doing, sir? Um, we're currently working on a couple of projects. Uh, I've got a Judge Dredd fan film, well, fan series, actually. We're doing a series of progs now as opposed to a, just a film uh, called Cursed Edge, which uh, we started photography on already. Um, and... Uh, I've got a TV series in Miami, which is why I'm sporting this rather fetching, hateful beard thing that I've got, um, which is just horrible. Beards are awesome, dude. But they are, beards but are I don't generally grow beards, so this is kind of really irritating. So. You should grow more beards, dude. I know. I, know. <laughs> I feel like a man now. I've got how kind of beard. You look like so exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm like, like, I feel inadequate now. <laughs> well, you're long hair without a beard, so, you know. <laughs> I, I'm just wrong. <laughs> no, so, yes, Cursed Edge. Tell yeah. us a bit more about that, sir. Right, well, it started off as just a short fan film. Uh, we approached Rebellion and uh, asked whether we could fundraise for it, and they basically turned around and just said no. So everything that we're doing off that is off our own back. And um, we started off as a, just a, a short film, but when we all got together and we had a script meeting, we realised that we've actually got a, quite a big story to tell. So the best thing we could do was split it out over a series of progs, much like the original mm. cartoons were, the old mm. comics were. So, um, so that's what we're doing. So we've, we're shooting the first episode at the moment and we're doing partials for the second as well because it overlaps. And uh, yeah, but we've got, the costumes are brilliant. I mean, we're using stuff that is modelled and actually been cast from screen-used Dread 2012 costume. And we've got some of the people who worked on the props for the film giving us advice uh, for lawgivers and things like that as well. So everything is going to be as screen accurate as we can possibly get it. Yeah, there will be inconsistencies, and we expect the fans out there to point out the various different inaccuracies, but it'll be 90, 95% of the way there. That always happens because yeah. nerds. 
Yeah. <laughs> both nerds. Yeah. Suddenly nerds. Yeah. And, and that's fine. Um, and to be quite honest, we wouldn't, wouldn't want it any other way because it means they're engaging in what we're doing mm. and they're looking mm. at what we're doing. So yeah. that's actually a positive thing if they come up with critiques and, and, and things like that. So, yeah. Um, I mean, is there anything you can tell us plot-wise? Well, I'm playing a character called Judge Turpin and uh, he is actually a bit of a dick. <laughs> um, and it's taken from a, a prog back in 1980. I think it was written by Grant Morrison, I think, or... Cool. Cool. Um, Good character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's quite a short story, but what we've done is we've intertwined that with another couple of progs that we found around that sort of time as well. So we've actually got four stories that we're telling all in one go. Uh, but yeah, I'm playing Judge Turpin, so the lead role, and he's a bit of a nasty piece of work. Mm-hmm. Um, very much walking the fine line between good and bad judges, which is not something I've played before, so I'm quite looking forward to that. We've got Hershey in there as well, and I think we're using Geek Gordon, and we're trying to get Max Normal in, which would be quite cool. But we want to have lots of nods to the comics, so lots of little Easter eggs in there that the fans will really get, much like the film did. Yeah, because we were talking about this the other night, like the the original, uh, the, the 80s, Sylvester Stallone one that while yeah. wasn't a great film was full of kind of nods to fans like the the junkyard with the ABC warriors in it yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But even the 2012 film had a lot of easter eggs in there as well but you had to be a real fan to spot it like the drop on the back of the leather jacket of the guy in the um, van at the start and uh, the the fatty with the stomach wheel who was shot mm. and uh, the empty candy machine and the Otto Sump store and you know chopper for like chopper yeah. exactly yeah so Unless you're a fan, you, you won't see those things. So we want to do that. So that when the fans look at it, they really get something over and above just a story. But yeah, and it's going quite well at the moment. We've still got some script work to do. And we're still rewriting bits and pieces. But uh, we started photography already. And it, yeah, it seems to be going all right. Yeah. When, when are we likely to see it? Well, what are we now? July, aren't we? Yeah. Um, probably September time. Cool. We're just trying to finish off some parts of my costume at the moment. We're waiting for. We belong to a, a couple of. Well, I belong to a couple of groups. There's the Britsit judges in the UK, but there's also the Dragon Con costume group, mm. uh, Atlanta Dragon Con. There's going to be 80 judges with vehicles all liveried up and everything. It's just going to be cool. mental. And there's one guy called Kurt who is uh, organising a whole set of screen accurate leathers and armour and everything complete with the shoulders underneath the armour all being correct as well stuff that you're not going to see is still going to be absolutely screen accurate so um, I'm waiting for my set of leathers to come through from that so once we've got those then we'll be in proper so I'm hoping September for finished episode one and I should get the leathers within the next couple of weeks I think by the end of July so sweet I've got my I've got my helmet already if you pardon the expression and um (laughs) Is it shiny, sir? It is very shiny. Yeah. Polished it, sir. Oh, yes, many times. <laughs> yeah, um, and I've got my boots all sorted. And there's a lot of guys in the UK who just build props for shits and giggles, basically, because yeah. they can, and they're really good at it. Um, so I'm hoping that once I've got the costume all sorted, I'm going to go off and start raising money for charity afterwards as well with a group called Iconic Legion. Okay. Um, they're based in Sussex, but they, they do cosplaying and trooping, Purely for charity. Yeah. 
So that's going to be a good use of the costume afterwards, just mm. to, to raise some money. Basically. Yeah, so there's a lot of groups around here in the UK that do that. I mean, the Cracking Knights yeah. do that as well. That's right. Yeah, some of the guys in Iconic Legion are part of GK and yeah, yeah. There's, and a, couple, there's a couple of judges in the GK. Well. Yeah, it's probably the people who are in Iconic Legion actually thinking about it. Yeah. Exciting project, indeed. Yeah, mm. massively looking forward because mm. I, I I love the recent Dread film. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, recently, there just seems to have been a huge resurgence of, of Judge Dread stuff, and it's it's awesome. Well, the film didn't do too well in the cinema, but no, it didn't. Last well, because, well, that's because everybody remembered the Stallone film and just yeah. thought it was going to yeah. be a car wreck and yeah. stayed away. Yeah, and exactly. myself included. I didn't see it until I got the Blu-ray. Yeah, and I wish I'd seen it at the cinema. I was yeah. watching the Blu-ray. It, it was immense. Yeah, yeah. It, it's easily one of the best 3D films I've ever seen. Because mm. the cinematography in it, in terms of uh, 3D, is just stunning. Because it, it's, it, I think it's just the kind of the hyper violent and the utterly stylized way that they do things mm. is just yeah, it's phenomenal in 3D. And the DVD sales have been excellent mm. since, so we're really hoping there will yeah. be a sequel. Mm. Haven't Lionsgate come out and said that it was the best selling DVD of 2012? Or Don't know actually, have they? Be... That's yeah, that's pretty cool. And then of course because there's been other kind of fan films as well, there was Judge Minty mm. yeah. as well. Mm. But that's very much the comic style yeah. of Dread. Yeah. Those guys were at LFCC as well. Mm. Yeah they were, I know yes. quite a few of them, because there's some photos with uh, Lena Headey as well, where yeah. she's uh, flipping the bird to yeah. yeah, which is cool. And other stuff you've been working on, uh, culture shock. Oh yes, culture shock. Um, I did an audition a couple of years back for an American award-winning American director called Steve Balderson, and he's a lovely, lovely bloke based in Kansas. And he was just looking for some British guys for a film that he was shooting over here. So I applied to an audition. And he picked mine out because he said I was the only person who went over and above what he asked for and presented something different. So got the role for that. He came over and we shot like a live Scooby-Doo style caper in this country. And um, took sort of three weeks or so to shoot. And it's just been released for digital download at the moment in May, April, May uh, from his website. And uh, yeah, so that's available to rent or to buy. So that's my first major lead role in a feature film out for sale now, which is pretty good. I'm quite pleased by that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, I'll be working with him again, hopefully. I've got a script for a new film, which I can't talk about at the moment, but uh, title role, so that's quite nice. But uh, Sweet. Yeah. So yeah, lots of stuff going on. And then you're off to uh, LA next year as well. I am. Pilot season. I'm out in LA in uh, January for four months. And uh, I'm going to go and see my acting coach who is the same guy who launched the careers of uh, Cameron Diaz and Leonardo DiCaprio and Chase Crawford and people like that. So he's pretty pretty high up. He's taking me under his wing. So I'm going to go out and work with him. And, um, and See also, where that goes. Yeah, do pilot season. But the thing is about him is he, he knows all the big people. So he has Al Pacino mm. you know, working with him. And yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Virginia Madsen in with him a couple of weeks back and Leonardo DiCaprio turned up in February to work with him again. So he deals with a lot of big players. This guy's right at the pinnacle of the coaching. So, um, yeah, well, there will be big things from that, definitely. I mean, it's, it's going to be a... Sounds promising. Yeah. And can, can we talk about the possibility of, of the other thing that we were talking about? Sorry. Game of Thrones? Uh, well, I've been put forward for... A role on Game of Thrones, um, which will be quite good. Uh, it's a major role, 
but I haven't heard anything back yet, so I probably haven't got it. But the fact that I got put forward for it mm, is, is, is good. Yeah. pretty epic, really, because it is one of my favourite TV shows on at the moment. And, and it's, it's a great role. Yeah, it, it's, it's something that anybody who's an actor in Britain should be in, <laughs> basically. Yeah, because they yeah. film it in Ireland, yeah. Yeah. Like mainly in Iceland and places like that. But it's a, a wildling character. Um, and it's quite a major character in the fourth series as well. So if I did get that by some quirk of fate, it would, you know, catapult. Yeah. yeah, it would, absolutely. And you will all know him. Yeah. <laughs> you shall all know his name. Mm. And you heard it first here. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully so, yeah. Fingers crossed for that too, because that, mm. would, that would be epic. Yeah, it would. Mm. And then I'll be legitimately allowed to go along to all of these comic cons and fests and so on and so forth. As a, without paying. Without paying. <laughs> I'll be paid for it, yeah. which is even better. It is. That's the dream, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And fair yeah. play to you, sir. Yeah. Fair play. I've just got back from Italy, where I was uh, filming Shakespeare, which mm. is yeah, yeah. something at Pericles. Pericles, pretty yeah. tired, which every actor should have on their CV, a bit of Shakespeare, I think. Mm. Yes. Um, I've done a lot of Shakespeare in the past, but not for a long while. But um, So we're doing a modern-day adaptation of Pericles, Prince of Tyre in Bologna. So I've been out there for that. And that was very hot. 35 degrees with 70% humidity. Wearing a shirt, a woolen jumper, and a tailcoat. Yeah. 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 Mm, no. I don't fancy that. <laughs> yeah. w without wishing to start a fight, now I know you're not a massive Whedon fan, so Brendan, restrain yourself. <laughs> uh, much ado about nothing, you seen that yet? The, the Whedon Shakespeare? No, no, I haven't. No. no, I'm a huge fan of Much Ado About Nothing. I love the Kenneth Brown version. And the BBC mm. version as well, but I haven't seen that Joss Whedon. Did you go to see that yet? I didn't go to see it. Oh, right, I, I thought you were planning I did to buy to it. I, I, no, I bought tickets for it. I really? did buy tickets did. for it. Um, but I think I'd worked a really long shift. And I just like, just couldn't face the drive to Reading to go and see it. And then it was released in Oxford, but it was only showing at the Oxford Odeon. Mm -hmm. Only at 12.45. And I worked the entire week. So, can go oh, yeah. so it's going to be one of those ones. It's going to be a DVD. It'll be, be on DVD and I will just go into work and stick it on in the lecture theatre on the HD projector and pretend I'm at the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I will get it, definitely, because it's my favourite Shakespeare. Yeah. But I mean, the, the cast in it is, is fantastic. I, I, I can't wait to see it. It's going yeah. to be really, really Even good. better than the Branagh cast. Mm. Well, yeah, it's well, Nathan Fillion. Mm. Well, it, it, it depends on who you like in terms of acting. They're, they're not yeah. massive named actors, but they're all from the Whedon verse. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, right. Okay. Alex Denisoff. Um, Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Sean Mayer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Nathan Fillion is in um, the new. Percy Jackson film. Yeah, isn't he Hermes? Yeah. Yeah. A bit odd. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the okay. first one. The first Percy Jackson film was actually really good. It's a lightning thief or yeah. it was, yeah. yeah. It was it was surprisingly good. Good kind of kids' adventure film. Mm. It's quite sweet. surprising they've taken such a long time to do a, a sequel. Really? Mm. Yeah, because well, how long ago was the, the first one? Uh, it was, yeah, it was like three spot, years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. at least three more, years ago, yeah. if not more. Yeah, God, you can get three Spider-Man movies in three years. Exactly, <laughs> and and a reboot. And a reboot. <laughs> yeah, as I say, it's a very long distance in between doing a sequel for it. So. Is it going to be a proper sequel or is it? A, yeah, it's an it's independent. A, it's a continuation. Story. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, again, though, like most of these, they're based on a series of books. Yes. And yeah, it's it's the next one. So yeah. Hmm. Should be interesting. Anyways, we're, we're, we're in the odd situation that you've already given your five films. So, uh, we're going to... have. 
I didn't put Blade Runner down on it because somebody already put it down and I wanted to pick five mm. other films that people should watch. Uh, so Which I'm regretting a bit now. I'm even wearing a Blade Runner t-shirt. We yes, all, we, we all regret we're, all, we're all actually wearing quite geeky. I was, I was looking around the room today. and looking at the t-shirts and going, yeah. "Yeah, you can tell it's a bunch of nerds." Bazinga, Death Star, Haynes Manual, Blade Runner t-shirt, and James Allen Bob. <laughs> yeah. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to get your list of five films, and then you can go through them and justify your existence. Justify my existence. <laughs> <laughs> So, there you go. That is your that is your list of films. So. Right. Good, bad and the ugly. Okay. Um, I always think that's one of the beginning films for the Spaghetti Western. It was filmed in the late 60s, just after Sergio Leone and the rest of them moved over to film uh, in that area purely for money reasons. And um, a lot of people say that you've got a fistful of dollars and a few dollars more, which I think... Fistful of Dollars came before The Good, The Bad and The Ugly and The Few Dollars More Arthurs, I'm not sure. But I still think The Good, The Bad and The Ugly is the seminal film purely because of the um, the, the pocket watch with the music and mm. the, the denouement of the film where the three of them are on the cemetery having a gunfight. And uh, I just think that that is the archetypal Western film. If you're going to watch a Western, you watch The Good, The Bad and The Ugly and everything else kind of pales into insignificance after that. But that's the, <coughs> the one that you should watch. Highlander, because it was new, it was not something that anybody had ever done before. Um, the second one no, no, doesn't no, no, exist. No, 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 and no, no, the third no, one doesn't no, exist. No, no, tagline, there, there should have been only one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and... Um, Whilst Christopher Lambert may have been miscast as a um, Scotsman and mm. Sean Connery, the Scotsman, was miscast a, as a Spanish-Egyptian. Spanish yeah. Yes. However, um, I just think that it was beautifully shot. It was a great premise. There were some good special effects for the era, really, mm. for what oh, it yeah. was. And the story was just really engaging and really well thought out and it had a great pace to it. And, um, again, I think it's just a film that you can watch without expecting too much and have, just have a really, really good time with. And it's sort of, sort of yeah. film that has fueled a lot of role-playing role-playing absolutely games for me, sort of games that I've run and played in, um, live games and things like that. It's a lot of the LARP that we get involved in, of course, we use rubber swords, yeah. you know, latex weaponry and so on. And why wouldn't you want to be Colin McLeod from the Clan McLeod with a great big Absolutely. latex claymore? Yep. Or, you know, or a... In fact, actually, I know uh, a lass who has got a latex version of the, um, uh, the what is it, ivory hand or... The katana. Katana mm -hmm. that he's got, and a proper LARP safe version of it, and it's awesome. So... I think I've, I've seen a LARP safe Kurgan one. Yeah. Or, what was well, it? Some, the little spikes. Well, yeah. Clancy Brown, of course, is a role player. Yeah, we, yeah, we were talking start. about this the other day, yeah. And uh, he turned up to Summerfest. I don't know if you're familiar with Summerfest. It's a, an ancient live role-playing gathering that happened years ago before they split. But Clancy Brown turned up to there. Um, in full Kurgan In, in, in Kurgan <laughs> So, <Awesome>. again, <laughs> if you're a role-player, you kind of gravitate towards Highlander a little bit. So that's true. Yeah. Um, it, it is epic. I, I love Highlander. It, it's yeah. always been one of my favourite films. Definitely. Uh, Man Bites Dog is my next one. Now that's three Belgian film students. It's all filmed in black and white and they did it for their their degree back in the what is it, early 90s, I think. And it's about a film crew 
following a serial killer around as he commits these, these killings. And as the film goes on, they become more and more and more embroiled in the world of the serial killer. So they get involved in helping him get away from the murders and, and things like that. So it's, it's kind of fly-on-the-wall documentary way back in the beginning before they became popular. It's like the, the found footage film before mm. it became popular. And this was, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years before... Um, the Blair Witch and, and so on but it was a similar sort of style but they did it they won awards and then they, they have done other stuff but pretty much they disappeared off again and not many people know about the film I think it's a real sort of geeky nerdy film to know about it's, it's not one I've seen I have to admit but it sounds very very intriguing yeah I mean it's all subtitled mm. and it's all black and white but it's just brilliant it's really well executed they're great actors they're great directors they've edited it all themselves they produced it they did everything themselves and uh, it's a really well done really polished film for film students to do mm. so it's brilliant Dog Day Afternoon well I think it's arguably the best thing that Al Pacino has ever done um, a lot of people disagree with me that's absolutely fine I think I send the next film on your list, and I would say that is it. So. Interestingly, yeah, I know what you mean. We'll come on to that. Dog Day Afternoon. The reason I like it is a, it's a single location film, and I love single location films like mm. Phone Booth and The Elevate and things like that. I love them. And the reason I love them is because it gives the actor a journey through his character, not through a scene like most films do. Because you haven't got the changing scenes, all you've got is a changing character. So... <clears throat> Al Pacino and uh, John Cazale, I think it is, go from being pretty sure of themselves bank robbers to utter emotional wrecks by the end of the film. So they've got this amazing journey through anger, disappointment, confusion, fear, all the way through to the end of the film. And because of that, I think it's one of the best things that Al Pacino has done. You can just see this journey that the characters have done all the way through the film because it's just a single location film. But that brings me on to my next film, as you said, Brendan, which is Heat. Yeah. And mm. I love that. Which is such a good pick. I am sick. I didn't pick it myself. Yeah. To be honest, that film was awesome. Which is interesting because you don't like Well, unfortunately, yeah. Films. A lot of the films yeah. on your list, it, you've gone through most of the ones, most of the types of films that I don't like. I don't like westerns, I don't like mafia movies, and I don't like caper movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he stars two of the, the big names in Hollywood. You've got Robert De Niro and Al Pacino again. Yeah. And um, it's one of the first times, well, in fact, I think it is actually. I think it's, it's the, the first, first time, time they've ever appeared in the same film. No, not the same film. Oh, in the same, same scene. scene. Yes. Because Godfather 2, yeah, of course, yeah, they were both yeah, in. Yeah. Um, but in, in the same scene. And there's that one scene with the two of them in the cafe. And they're talking about what will happen if the police come around the corner. What will you do? Will you give up the girl? Will you run away? And so on. And it's the looks that Robert De Niro gives. You can almost see what he's thinking. The way he, his eyes flick to the side when he talks about certain things. And it's from a technical point of view. Unfortunately, I look at everything in a technical point of view now. Mm. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And it does have the best gunfight scene yeah. ever. Downtown L.A., with M4s, just 
just destruction and God knows what else. It just goes on and on and on. And it's brilliant. And it's got <laughs> some friends in as well, which is even better. Um, so that, I think, is... If you're going to watch a heist movie, mm. then I would say that. I'd almost pick The Italian Job, because that is quite a seminal heist movie as well. The original. The original. Oh, yeah. Christ, yes. yes. Not the remake, so what, which is What do you mean? There, there is only one. <laughs> But a lot of denial the, on the, the other one show. doesn't exist <laughs> yeah <laughs> like there were five Star Wars films <laughs> five no three surely yeah <laughs> no um, so I tried to pick films that I obviously I love but I thought they're films that are indicative of the various different genres and the sort of film that somebody should see mm. if they want to watch yes. a film of that particular genre more than anything else yeah so rather than just my five favourite films. Yeah. Because otherwise it just would have been Blade Runner five times. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah. Five servings of Blade Runner, please. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's five different adaptions, so it's possible. I, I think there's three, isn't there? Three versions yeah. of the film. Three? No, I've got eight different versions of it. Really? Yes. Yeah. God. I was going to say, I'm sure there was at least five. Because I know, I know you've, got the, you've got the big box set version. The flight case yeah. version. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, everything. <laughs> Complete the little spinner, you've got stills from the film, artwork, everything, yeah. I've even got the alternative, two alternative soundtracks that Vangelis did as well. Yeah. Wow. Uh, did you ever read the comic version of it? Because... I did, yeah. Because yeah. it, it got printed as a secondary strip in the Return of the Jedi comic. Did it? In the 80s. It wow. was a secondary strip oh, yeah. at the end of that. Because there were some weird ones in that because uh, it, it was, I think it was a Marvel publication, The Return of the Jedi uh, comic. Yeah, right. And so it had weird secondary storylines. So Power Pack was done in there, which is a Marvel comic <laughs> that was printed in the back of Return of the Jedi. And yeah, there were some really weird, <laughs> weird secondary strips in that. Interesting. Because yeah. there's an author called K.W. Jeter who has written some sequels. Literally, they start pretty much the moment the film finishes. Not to the book, just purely to the film. Um, and they're a bit weird, and they're, they're in pre-pre-pre-production for mm. the first one of those at the moment. I'm mm. desperately... Even though, to be quite honest, I don't want there to be any more Blade Runner films mm. because it's a complete story in and of itself. Yeah. It doesn't need anything else. doesn't need to be expanded on there. I kind of want to be in the second and the yeah. third just because I'm such a Blade Runner fan. But the one thing I love about Blade Runner is... It's, it is a complete world. There is stuff going on in the background. You look at the yeah. street scenes and there are people leading real lives in the backgrounds. And you don't generally get that in films. You get yeah. extras and background artists, yeah. but they're just doing something over and over <clears> and over <throat> again. They're not living a life. But this is a complete world. And that's why I love it. Not just because of the acting, it's just the world of Blade Runner. They've done amazing attention to detail. And that's for me, is why it is my all-time favourite film. And if it hadn't have been already on your list it would have been at the top mm. but um, yeah the obvious question for any Blade Runner fan is is he or isn't he it's interesting because um, there was an interview with Ridley Scott years back 97 I think it was and um, he intimated in that that Deckard was but he didn't say it mm. I'd like to think he isn't mm. I must admit I would like I'm, to think I'm with he you on isn't. that but however, if you look at one of the alternate endings, the unicorn ending, yes. for instance, that kind of says actually he is, mm. because Gaff has the the origami unicorn, puts yes. it down, of course, which goes back to the unicorn dream that he's been <coughs> having and so on and so forth. And that kind of 
says that he is a replicant. And in fact, he's the sixth replicant that yes. has been alluded to and not mentioned at all. But Ridley Scott said actually that was just a screw and, up. And they fixed that in one of the later versions yes, that the exactly. count of replicants. Exactly. So in the original, he said it's just a screw up. They miscounted or whatever. Mm. But um, yeah, so I'd like to think he isn't, but a lot of evidence seems to point towards the fact that he is. Yeah, because I mean, there's lots of stuff online of the. Uh, yeah, so just to yeah, finish off on the Blade Runner one. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of kind of websites online that are, that are trying to chronicle both sides of the argument of the, the decade. Yeah. So that you've got ones that are like, yeah, in, in certain scene you see the flash in his eyes, the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, yeah. So that, that, it, it's one of those things that I think it, it's better not having an answer to, because it's better to theorise about it than it is to have a solid answer. The best thing, actually, and I've, I've learned since I've started making films as well as just acting in them, is if you have... A, an ending that doesn't have a definitive this is what happened it makes people talk about it yeah, the more yes. people talk about it the more hype it generates and the more um, publicity it gets so yeah. that is the best thing you can do is just have an ending that's a little bit nebulous and of course it does yeah yeah, it definitely worked for Blade Runner it's, it's still being going on it's yeah. worth of debate yeah yeah 82 wasn't it so yeah. what's that 30 31 years. years yeah 31 years Jesus <laughs> really that long ago yeah, yeah. God. Oh. yeah. <laughs> and now everybody feels old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes anyway sorry yes, that. so I guess that's your, your, your five films it yeah. is yes. yeah thank you very much for those though. they are already in the list so <laughs> I don't need to update it so yeah I guess we're getting about to the, the wrapping up point so uh, yeah thank you very much sir for coming along oh, pleasure. You know, a pleasure pleasure having you. if you want to see more you've got, there's an interview we all just gone online interview at Metal Arcade went online yesterday in fact which um, we will, we'll put the links to that in the, in the show notes yeah that's mainly to do with Cursed Edge well, in fact it's totally to do with Cursed Edge in fact um, we'll yeah. stick the Cursed Edge trailer in the show next yeah. Well. yeah yeah yeah. it's a new trailer out as well I don't know if you've seen that I've not seen a new one about two or three days ago I think a new trailer yeah. came out With the came out just after the post didn't it they, they, they yes, chucked, up the, uh, chucked up the poster for the prog one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then they, uh, I think it was the day after or twelve hours later, they did the. Trailer. Yeah, I'm not in the trailer, but if it's the one I think it is, I'm doing the VO, VO for it, so it'll be my grevelly voice over the top. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so check that, and then Culture Shock's available to get digital download wise, renting and buying, I believe. It is. So um, yeah, go and go and watch that from the. Producer's website, and you can yeah. also you can track down his uh, episode of Midsummer Murders that you were in as well. Yeah, <laughs> and Mercenaries, which I've been in as well with Billy Zane. Billy Zane, I've actually got um, I've actually got film replica rings from the Phantom. <laughs> it's cool. It's a big cast iron skull ring <laughs> and the other side's got the cross swords for the keys of the cave nice. entrance <laughs> nice so yes yeah. thank you very much for coming along no, sir. Pleasure, yes, pleasure come back next year when you're a megastar oh yes. no will be <laughs> yes yeah please do right, is that all for this show I, I, I'm guessing so unless anybody else has anything else I think we're all spent and I'm spent thank you chaps thank you very much no problem at all so thank you for coming well, that's all for this show. I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles. And I've been Aidy. And I guess I've probably been Damien then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Until next time, take care and be excellent to each other. <laughs>